This morning on the third hour of today, a major storm on the move. We're tracking a massive system that's going to impact folks from the Rockies to Maine. Rain, wind, snow, what we can expect this weekend. Plus, a buddy up for the holidays. Look at Daddy cutting down a tree. Dylan and her family going in search of the perfect Christmas tree. Hang around to see their sweet family tradition. Plus, hot winter getaways. Whether you want sandy beaches or winter fun, we got something for everyone. Then later, Superfood Friday, Joy Bauer showing us her healthy holiday hacks for the season of eating. Have you ever had a Grinch stick? You will today, Friday, December 8th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Dylan here with Al Chanel. We've got Craig here. So what is today? Friday. 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 We're getting ready for the weekend, but it's a very special birthday. A birthday. Friday. To our executive producer, Tom Mazzarelli. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Maz. Oh, it's a nice picture of Maz. Oh, and the Man's dog. Very right regal. Yeah, That's right. I know. He is the boss. That's, That's right. He hard. left his scepter just to the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are excited for the weekend, but everybody's t- kind of talking on the East Coast about this big story. Yeah. That's, That's right. Actually, it's going to be starting from the midsection of the country, making its way across. In fact, uh, let's take a look at some of the impacts from this storm. We're talking about heavy rain uh, up and down the eastern seaboard. Board as we check out the maps and any moment now. <laughs> oh, we'll, just envision. well, you just imagine the lots of yeah, yellow and orange up and down the, the coast and there it is. And uh, <laughs> you want to see a live picture? There's going to be snow. Have do we have talked? a, I don't know. Do we have a there you go. Okay, there Ooh. you go. Utah, looking that good. That looks like a painting. Well, that anyway, there are going to be strong winds up and down Hard the East Coast uh, Sunday into Monday. We're looking about two to three inches of rain or more uh, from the Ohio River Valley up into New England down to the Gulf. There, there we go. go. Boom. Uh, look for some river rises uh, going up there, ponding of water. Uh, we are also looking at winds. Anywhere from 60 to 30 mile per hour wind gusts, uh, especially along the I-95 car to look for some airport delays and snow. Sunday night into Monday. And then by uh, by Monday, we could be looking at uh, six to eight inches of snow upstate oh, New York. Man. But still, uh, along the I-90 corridor, I-80 corridor, going to be slippery travel. All right. So be careful mm. this yes. weekend yeah. if you're traveling. Well, winter weather also means it's cold and flu season. You remember last year there was a medication yeah. shortage? Well, this year there are enough doses of those drugs, but there are major shortages of other prescriptions. We have NBC senior business correspondent Christine Romans here uh, with more on that. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, real scramble for so many families. You know, this is a problem that people are running into at pharmacies across the country. We're talking about life-saving cancer treatments, ADHD pills, a lot of other prescriptions. It has doctors and patients scrambling. Frustrations are growing nationwide over unfilled prescriptions. Widespread drug shortages are making it harder for many Americans to find their medications. It's getting worse. Misty Heeman lives in Minnesota and says it's like a full-time job to track down ADHD medication for her three sons. Have you found any hacks or is this just you deal on a day-by-day basis? Day-by-day basis. Sometimes I won't give some of my kids meds like at three o'clock. So I know I have them for the school day if I have to. Heeman says she's had to switch her kids to different prescriptions based on what's available. It's a daily struggle shared on social media. Whoever or whatever is causing the shortage, cut it out. I need my medicine. With users posting about how they're unable to pick up prescriptions on time or forced to change their treatment schedules. 
My seven-year-old does not have his ADHD medication because both of the pharmacies are out of it. The issue ringing an alarm on Capitol Hill. Drug shortages are a significant public health risk of the highest national priority. This cancer doctor telling lawmakers the drug shortage could be a matter of life or death for some patients. Many of my colleagues have been forced to make impossible choices, including to choose which patients will be prioritized to receive potentially curative therapy. According to an American Cancer Society survey, one in 10 people being treated today say they've experienced drug shortage in the past year. When we talk about a shortage of drugs for cancer treatment, that, that could actually be a life or death, couldn't it? We also don't know the long-term harms because we don't have the data about switching between cancer drugs. Um, we probably won't know um, what will happen and, until a few years from now. You know, patients may uh, forego a chance at a cure. The problem is widespread. One in three U.S. hospitals are severely affected by drug shortages. And by early fall, there were 305 ongoing drug shortages nationwide, the most in a decade. Why are there shortages of life-saving drugs in this country? The main reason for most of these shortages is a quality problem at the manufacturing facilities. It is across all drug classes, um, but most, again, most of these are generic drugs. It's a serious problem. There's no quick fix. So what you can do right now is, you know, talk to your doctor. This is going to be a team situation here. You can ask your doctor for a different medication, a different prescription, or you can ask to find a different dosage. Sometimes there are extended release dosages that maybe that's available mm -hmm. to pharmacy. And use the, uh, the experts say use the online portal with your doctor's office. A lot of doctors have been moving to these online portals. Yeah. I can never remember the passwords. I know. But <laughs> that is so true. I, I can I get so confused. But um, they're for my kids. They're for me. They're for my husband. But figure that out and talk to your doctor that way. That's the quickest way to get mm -hmm. through to your doctor. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned earlier that last week the Biden administration did announce they, right. were, they were going to take some action. And they know that, look, Congress knows this is a problem. There were those congressional hearings this week. The Biden administration last week said it was going to use the Defense Production Act so that they could ramp up manufacturing of some of these drugs in the U.S. That won't fix it tomorrow, but it will fix it next year. Okay. Nice to see you all. Have a good weekend. You too. We want to take a turn now and get into this really great conversation with one of big, the biggest NFL stars. Craig went down to Dallas to talk with Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, not just about football, but really about an important mission. Yeah, you know, Dak, for those of you who haven't been following, uh, he's in the midst of one of the best seasons of his NFL career so far. He's among the favorites for league MVP, but nonetheless, just days before that big Sunday night game, he took some time out to volunteer to film a public service announcement designed to urge people to get screened for colorectal cancer. He's doing it because Dak lost his mother, Peggy, to the disease back in 2013 while he was actually still in college. She was in, in uh, Mississippi there. But it's, it's the latest in a, a series from the Colorectal Cancer Alliance's Lead from Behind campaign. They put out a few of these public service announcements. I should disclose I've been an unpaid board member for the Alliance uh, since losing my brother Lawrence to the disease. But we want to encourage folks to check out the PSA. Mm. It's really, really funny. Mm. Ryan Reynolds uh, Production mm. Company is behind it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, they use some, some language that we can't use okay. on morning salty. television. Yeah. A little salty, but it's going to be effective. And That's think, all that matters. You know, writing humor. Yes. You yeah. know, because it's not always something somebody wants to talk about. Yep. So I think just to take it in this direction. And you, my friend, have done a lot to do that, to help that mm -hmm. cause as well. And we For really sure. appreciate that. For you. sure. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, of course, while I was there, I did have to talk about, we had to talk football. <laughs> sure. That currently leads the NFL in passing touchdowns. Cowboys 9-3. and three. They've won four in a row. Sunday night, of course, they're hosting Philadelphia there at Jerry's Place. I asked Jeez. Dak 
about those those lofty expectations that come with being the quarterback of America's team. Do you feel like you have something to prove still? Every day I feel like I have something to prove. And, and it's not even always to other people as much as it is to myself. But for me, it's about trying to improve every day, 1%, any aspect that I can. So, uh, yeah, every time I touch that field or take that building, yeah, I've got something to prove. So Cowboys fans, you know, like a lot of pro sports teams fans, every year it's going to be their season. Yeah. Every year. It's, <laughs> yeah. But you talk to Unless them. Unless you're Giants, you're Giants. <laughs> That's right. But you talk to Cowboys fans this year, they're like, no, no, really. This, this is our <laughs> this year. This is the this year. Is yeah. the well, they've got a big game this weekend, yeah, obviously, you know, for That's the Eagles. Right. Oh, yeah. Cowboys, Eagles, Sunday night football, which means, of course, it's again time for Friday Football All Fever. Right, here we go. Where we test our NFL trivia knowledge. This week's question comes from NBC football analyst Matthew Berry. Oh, Matt. Hey there, today's show, friends. It is time once again for your Friday football trivia question. Now, this Sunday night, the Dallas Cowboys will take on their division rival, the Philadelphia Eagles. These two teams have played each other 129 times in the past, including earlier this year when Philadelphia defeated Dallas. If the Eagles can sweep the Cowboys and win again on Sunday night, it'll be the first time that's happened since when? A, 2011. B, 2005, C, 1999, or D, 1988. Oh, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm going to go 1999. I'm going to go D. I'm going to go A. I'll I'll take 2005. All right, let's see. All right, Matthew, what's the deal? The answer is A, 2011. That's right. The Eagles have not won both division games against the Cowboys in over a decade. And while Philadelphia does lead the division currently, in the lifetime matchup against the Cowboys, they're still trailing 73-56. to It should be an amazing game in Dallas on Sunday night, and we'll see you there right here on NBC and Peacock. Woo-hoo, go Eagles! This should be a great game. Nice. Know, no matter who you pull. That's so the don't first forget. time I've ever gotten a question right. Impressive. Don't That's forget, nice. tune in Sunday night to watch the Eagles <laughs> take on the Cowboys. Partner, Fun football <laughs> night in America begins at 7 Eastern on NBC. Partner. It doesn't matter the team. He comes yeah. up with a voice. Or- it I feel like that's like a hawk. Like, does the eagle, what does it, does an eagle sound well, like? Well, I don't know. Owls eagles do. <laughs> yeah, see, that was close. There you go. That was close. Coming Moving up in on. our Consumer Confidential, LinkedIn's predictions for 2024. Big ideas that could change how you think about college, job applications, and retirement. And then later, my family's buddy app adventure in search of that perfect Christmas tree. And wait until you see the surprise we found inside. Uh oh. Inside we'll be right tree. back inside the tree. It was an eagle. Ah! Ah! This morning in our Consumer Confidential, we are looking into the future. Actually, we're not. LinkedIn is. LinkedIn is out with its annual list of big ideas. It's it's their predictions for what to expect in the workplace and job climate in the new year. And here to walk us through it, one of our favorite guests, mm-hmm. editor-in-chief at LinkedIn, Mr. Dan Roth. How are you, Dan, sir? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, other than looking into a, a magic crystal yeah. ball, uh, how did LinkedIn go about coming up with this year's list? We ask our community. Every year we do this, we ask the community, what are the big trends, topics they expect to see in 2020? 
2024 in their areas. And it's always super interesting. Mm-hmm. We check back to make sure we actually do a good job. So last year, 2023, 61% of our predictions ended up being true. Wow. So that's good, even though it was a crazy, crazy year. Yeah. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. for even better in 2024. Awesome. You could do weather. Uh, <laughs> so, so let's start before the job market college. Yeah. You, in LinkedIn, you guys are saying, forget about saving up for college. What do you mean? Yeah, we think 2024 is the year that people stop saving for college. Basically, what? yeah, this is going to be so a, there is it. a break that happens where people just say, I'm not going to college. Hmm. It goes from being a sure thing. You're a high school student. You go to college to saying it's an individual choice. 40 million Americans are starting to pay for their student loan payments again. Wow. Uh, it now takes 15 years for the average bachelor degree holder to see financial wow. gain <laughs> on their degree. And it's just a question of, is it worth it? And employers are making this easy. Something like 20% of, almost 20% now of all the job listings don't require uh, a college degree oh, on LinkedIn. Wow. That's up from 15% two years ago. So this is moving up really fast. Hmm. And so the question is, like, <clears throat> if the employers aren't asking for it yeah. and if it costs so much, why am I doing What's it? What's the point? Wow. So th- this year is a breaking year. Hmm. And it's interesting just that employers... I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> Um, I I think another thing, you know, if you do go to college, they're embracing the culture right now, this creator economy, and they're actually designing classes geared towards that. Yeah. So this is like following the money and following the demand of the students who are going to college. The creator economy is supposed to be half a trillion dollars by Mm. 2027. 54% 54% of young people are saying they want to be a creator when they grow up. What does that mean? What you does know, that look like? It used to be like, oh, I want to be Mike. Now it's, I want to be like Mr. Beast. You want to be a YouTube oh, creator, man. have your own show. And so like, they're starting classes. We're going to see tons of classes open up next year. USC is already doing this at their J school. They have an influencer relations course. It is about wow. how to be great in front of camera, how to deal with contracts, how to sell yourself. All of this you becomes standardized. dollars doing it. Yeah, you can so do if really I'm dropping well. 120 grand on a college degree for my son, yeah. and I find him in like an influencer class, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have some problems. He's going to say, here's my millions of dollars, Dad. Well, that's the thing. It, pay, it, you know, it these, pays off. This they is they the, this monetize is it. being an influencer. I mean, it pays off for like two or three of them, but what about the other like 95%? Yeah. Grandpa Craig yeah, comes, to, comes to play. Anyway, Dan's like, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, no, this one is a really interesting trend. Job applicants getting paid for their time before they even start working. Yeah, so this one is very controversial. We're seeing this outside the U.S. right now where companies are saying, if you're going to come and interview with us, we will pay you to do it. $8,550 in some places. In the U.S., it's starting to happen around the second interview. So you come in, we like you, and now we need you to do some work. Maybe a lot of places are like, we want you to take a test or maybe write something up for they us. compensate you for we'll your time? pay you to do this. Oh, so there's okay. a PR agency that's doing this right now, Small Girls PR. They're like, we want you to pitch us on something. We're going to ask you to do work. We will pay you hmm. to go and do this work. That is going to become more common next Every year. Every time we bring Dan Roth in, I feel like we got into the job the so job market like a few years too early. <laughs> yeah, we should have waited. It's better. It's That's better right Remote now. work, of course, obviously since the pandemic, it's become wildly popular with lots of folks. Yeah. But you maintain, or LinkedIn maintains this year, we're going to see something called backdoor remote work. Yeah. So I've been coming on your show now and saying remote jobs are dead. Yeah. We have seen the numbers fall off in March of 2022, over 20% of jobs were remote jobs on LinkedIn. It is now down to 9.5%. But next year is the year I eat those words because backdoor remote jobs are coming in, which is people, companies saying, we like you. I know we told you this was an onsite job, but you're so good and you don't have to relocate if you don't want to. And we're going to make this a remote job. Mm. And so the takeaway Mm. here is these employers have found that there is talent everywhere, not just in their cities. Mm. And they are going to start making exceptions. Yep. So the, 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 the story here is that if you see a job you like 
and it doesn't say remote, still apply for it. And then if you're good, just insist. And they'll work with you. There you go. Exactly. Tips. Dan really Roth. Good. Thanks Thank so much, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having Thank me. Happy holidays. Thanks, Jim. All right, coming up next, we're branching out in our series, Buddy Up. Come along as my family gets a lesson in Christmas trees, and we share one of our favorite holiday traditions. Then later, actor Matthew Good is starred in Downton Abbey and The Crown. Well, now he is here in studio to share his new role opposite Sir Anthony Hopkins. We'll be right back. <laughs> our series buddy up now usually it's the four of us that get together and do something fun outside of work but nobody was available so i buddied (laughs) up with my family when brian my husband and i uh and our three boys we went on the search for the perfect christmas tree can you guys believe it's time to get our christmas tree already yeah are you so excited yeah (laughs) yeah Ryan, the boys, and I took a trip to Elwood Pumpkin and Christmas Tree Farm in search of the perfect pine to enjoy throughout the holiday. We've got Lee here. Hey, Lee. What do you recommend? Where do we start? A lot of people make a mistake at a big tree farm like this. They, they choose the nicest tree, but they don't think about longevity. I mean, uh, these, these not only are they tall, but they're perfectly shaped and they're absolutely beautiful. That doesn't happen by accident. Every one is perfect. I want a big one. Ryan, we have a ceiling. I'll go full Griswold. Cal, tell him I'm to get the biggest one, okay? Cal, don't listen to him, buddy. This happens to be a Norway spruce. It's what they use in Rockefeller Center. I'm sure you see, have seen that tree, right? <laughs> According to Lee, spruce trees are more likely to lose their needles as time passes, especially without proper care. I've had people that want them and say they have success with it. It didn't take long before we fell in love with a tree. Remember this tree. But we wanted to look around before deciding. I like the height, but it might be a little skinny. All right. You don't think it's a little too short? Well, I guess it's not too short for you. Well, you know the hard part now? We have to cut it down. It was Brian's time to shine as he took on the task of chopping down our tree. You got a stunt double? (laughs) Look at Daddy cutting down a tree. The whole tree's wobbling. Oh, here it goes. Oh, there it goes. Come on, guys, help me. Help me, help me. Is this the first time you ever cut a tree? Yes. Tree's hands, no calluses. <laughs> but the job wasn't done. Here we go. We had to get the tree all the way back to the car. After a while of sitting in our backyard, it was finally time to bring in the tree. Look at this. And upon inspection, we found a little surprise within its branches. There's a bird's nest in here. Ah! (laughs) Are you guys ready for some ornaments? Yeah. One of my favorite family traditions is talking about each of the ornaments as we put them on the tree. Daddy made this when he was little. It's a gingerbread man. Yeah. But on the other side, he burnt the cookie. What? Hey, Calvin. This is a replacement for the one when you threw a football at the tree. Push that. Whatever you want. I'll hang it on the tree. Right in the front, buddy. Yeah, put it on the tree. And before we knew it, it was Christmas in the Fischera household. We're done with our tree. There we go. There we go. Nice. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Oh, beautiful. And none of the ornaments got broken this year so far. That's a win. We're doing all right. We always buy a box. When the kids were little, we'd buy a box of cheap ornaments like from (laughs) CVS and just to let them hang them. (laughs) (laughs) I do always want to grab the most fragile. (laughs) The oldest one. The oldest one. That was beautiful. That was fun. It was fun. Congratulations. We cut down a Christmas tree in a long time. We just usually buy them on the street here in New York. Now you're going to do it every year. I know. I know. Craig usually goes into Central Park. <laughs> sure. All right. Oh, he's joking. No. He's joking. joking. He's joking. Up next, the very talented Matthew Good is live today to share his new movie and meeting two of two impressive minds alongside Sir Anthony Hopkins. And then later, whether you're looking for a warm escape or winter front, I can stop it. I can see. They're telling me I can't see the prompter. We have some great travel deals you can grab today. We'll be right back. We ought to do a buddy up where we take you to an ophthalmologist. <laughs> Why don't you? You've got the hard times there. This morning, we are catching up with an actor with an incredible resume. Matthew Good starred in the Oscar-nominated film The Imitation Game alongside Benedict Cumberbatch. And, of course, fans of the hit series Downton Abbey recognize him as Lady Mary's husband, Henry. And then Matthew Good earned an Emmy nomination for his performance in another blockbuster show. Perhaps you've heard of this one, The Crown. Well, now he stars opposite acting royalty, Sir Anthony Hopkins, in the new movie, Freud's Last Session. So uh, Matthew plays author C.S. Lewis, who visits Hopkins' character, Dr. Sigmund Freud, at his home in London, while the world is on the brink of war. You lie to yourself, thinking that you can control death. The way you control your world and your daughter. You believe that you can outthink your fear by hiding behind your desk in your den of gods, but the truth is you're terrified. Understandably, but terrified nonetheless. So oh. good. And stop oh, looking. turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Very uncomfortable watching this. Physically sick. I've also got. A, I'm, I'm having to grow my hair at the moment for another oh, job. And it, and I, all sorts of things going wrong this morning. But thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Well, we didn't mean to cause you any distress. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to do so that with our guests. Well, contrary to popular opinion, just because you work on camera doesn't mean you actually. Like, it's easier when you're playing a part, if you know yeah, what I mean. Uh-huh. And the rest of the time, I just want to be in my house with the kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so this is fascinating. It's, it's a fictional story based, and this movie's based on a play. Yes, a, a play by the, Mark St. Germain. Yeah. About this meeting. So what was it that attracted you to this? Because it, it really is a fascinating concept. Well, I mean, A, it's lovely to get material which is that rich and that strong. But I also, um, my, my childhood hero... Is, is Tony Hopkins or Anthony Aww. Hopkins? So, so that was a ma- that was a massive draw, and um, it was also slightly scary as well yeah. because because he's already played C.S. Lewis. Oh, that's right. In a, in a oh, film called right. Shadowlands, which yep. I think you should which was watch brilliant. it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was so good in it. Um, so yes, but it was just it's just a brilliant story, and it's very rare that you kind of get two people the simplicity of two people sitting in mm-hmm. a room mm-hmm. and talking about it, and and they are two of the greatest minds of the. Of the 20th century. So, so, so suspend your disbelief, obviously. But they, they say it's always dangerous when you meet your idols. What was it like? Mm. Oh, not in this case. <laughs> because, oh, just everything you'd ever want. I mean, he just came up to us and went, call me Tony. Uh, Which is so uh, funny. I would never think he's a Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd think he's probably one of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just a dream. And he's just so, he's full of energy and is, and is, and is more engaged than he, than he ever has been. And, 
And considering, if you think about it, I get 50% of my performance from anybody that I'm opposite, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So if you're opposite one of the greatest actors of all time, yeah. you're, you're hoping it's going to elevate. A bit like if I was playing with Federer, I was hope, yeah. I'd hope my tennis... Yeah. <laughs> Step up a little bit more, you yeah, know, yeah, to kind of bring bring an A game, hopefully. So rehearsing for this, I mean, not only do you have a lot of dialogue, but you also have to, you know, perfect the art of listening because it yeah. is just you two. So how did you prepare for that? Well, I don't have an office at home. My wife does, and I have, I which is we don't argue about that. That's fine. So I have a bathtub. <laughs> oh, so I, I was in the bath for months, effectively, just because I was... I, With I, water? Or? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't know well, if you, it was like your quiet place. Your skin is remarkably be, smooth. Well, coming from you, Al, that's just Shangri-La. <laughs> you're aging like a fine wine. Um, no, but so I just, I sat there and I re I recorded, all, I made sure I learned all of the, the whole script because oh. I didn't know how we were going to shoot it. And we actually wow. ended up shooting it narratively, which was a, a wonderful way to do it. Oh, wow. But I recorded, I recorded him in a COD video. Viennese accent <laughs> and just went back and forth. Which that is, is a cool, a cool idea. It's what you can do on your own now. In the bathroom. Yeah, in the bathroom. That's like fantastic. A, yeah. Quiet space. Deep in thought. Yeah. Wait, really quickly. I think this is so funny. So obviously you have a very successful career, but there was a time where you had a job and I read that you didn't like it so much that you told them you had a, a job from Steven Spielberg. You got books. I, uh, I didn't know how anyone found out about this, but yes. Someone, is that true? Someone, your, some of your research, uh, ace, you know, Wait, chef's what gifts. Wait, what is the story? I was working in a telemarketing place, right? And it was cold calling and it felt like we're trying to get money off old people. Oh, okay. And I didn't sell anything. I wasn't very good at it. And I had a script. I just wasn't very good at it. And, and I was like, I've got to get out of here. It's just depressing and awful. And so I just got up and was like, oh my God. Oh, you're not, yeah, you know, did a whole yeah. thing, put the phone down. And everyone's like, what, are you okay? I was like, I just got a job with, <laughs> with Stephen Spielberg. <laughs> why I chose Spielberg, I have no idea. I mean, that was like, it was a bit much. And then I got out I got out and, I, and ironically, I went through the jubilation of being congratulated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had to walk home because I didn't have enough money for the for the tube. Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> oh, a great story. story. So bad. Oh. I'd say it's worked out pretty well. Oh, for it's going, say, no, it's going, yeah, it's going okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever you met just, Spielberg? Uh, no, I haven't. No, he's he's a fairly sensible man. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope he's watching. It we just goes to show you just needed the right script. There you go. There you go. I can dream. I can dream. This has been delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Bless you. Freud's last session in theaters in New York and Los Angeles on December 22nd. You're a great guest. You come back. When you get that Spielberg role, you come back. We want the exclusive. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming up here on a Friday, we are dreaming of that next vacation from island adventures to southern paradises and some winter fun. We've got something for everyone coming up. Then later, if it's Friday, it's Superfood Friday, and you've never had a candy cane like this one. Joy Bauer is going to answer your questions and share some healthy hacks for the holidays as well. When the third hour of today comes right back. All right. The upcoming film Migration from Universal Pictures and Illumination. The movie follows a family of ducks who leave a comfortable life in their pond for a big adventure around the world. And if you're inspired to take a flight this winter, too, we have some of the best travel deals and destinations to flock to. Here to show us is travel <laughs> expert Mark Elwood. Mark, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, Jamaica sounds kind of nice right about I, now. I'm actually going to take you to Jamaica. Yes. You just teamed me up perfectly. I'm going to nice. take you to Jamaica. And I'm going to take you to Floyd's Pelican Bar because, of course, 
course, okay. that would be an amazing place to go. Mm. It's a little bar about a mile off the coast of the south coast of Jamaica. Ooh, you have to take a boat there. I would take your swimming costume, a towel. Jamaica in the southern coast, right around Treasure Beach, mm. is still really untouched. I think a lot of the Caribbean can feel overdeveloped. Look at this. You've got mm. also got the Appleton Rum Distillery down there. Mm. And I have to tell you, Joy, Joy, who runs the distillery there, she was the first female master distiller whole business, wow. quite a formidable lady. She makes amazing rum. Okay. All right. You've got another one down in the Caribbean as well, I understand. And this next one, you don't even need a passport. Exactly. That's, I love that you teed me up that way. <laughs> if you go to the U.S. Virgin Islands, of course, the key is in the name. You yeah. can use your state ID. And if you've had problems getting passports, which a lot of people have, this oh, is a great solution. And it really is like America but also the Caribbean. And we've, I'm sending you to St. Croix, which is the quieter part of the island. And I'm going to suggest you go after Christmas okay. because Point Udall in St. Croix is actually the easternmost part of the U.S. You can <gasps> welcome in 2024, be the first person oh, that's into funny. the new year. I like that. That is fun. <laughs> I like Very that. cool. All right. So now the, well, the ducks were going south. Yeah. Let's head south and uh, take a look at Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, you see, I think, how, how well do you guys know Savannah? Uh, I've been Savannah. a couple of times. Beautiful. Have you been in the winter? No. Never no. been in the winter, actually. See, I think the winter is the ju- it's sort of the Goldilocks time for Savannah. Oh. Because you can walk around like this, you're not going to schwitz, you're going to enjoy the outdoors, and you've got to look okay. at the historic downtown. And they really embrace Christmas. If you can get there this weekend, there's a fantastic parade and Christmas extravaganza in the old Riverside District. But all month, you've got a brilliant light parade in the local botanical garden, Look at that. I mean, it is huh. Celebration Central. And oh, I've stayed there. That's a Thompson. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Why do you even need me? That's right by the river. That's right <laughs> well, by that's the river. I love it. the same thing about Craig. <laughs> oh, oh. Looks beautiful. It's a beautiful right. hotel. I, I can vouch for that one. Good. Let's say you don't need to go somewhere warm. You want just a nice winter location. Mm. I think I might surprise you with this one. If you want to ski, have you ever gone to Arizona? No. No. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, See, we do need you. I, exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much. That feels better. If you go to Flagstaff in Arizona, it's seven thousand feet above above sea level. It. So it gets about a hundred. It gets. It's really, really snowy mm-hmm. every winter, and the Arizona snowball uh, snow bowl right there mm-hmm. is wonderful for every level of skier. There's mm-hmm. almost eight hundred acres of skiable terrain, but if you buy a full price full day pass, you get free lessons. So if you've oh. ever wanted to go there. Go, go and try some skiing in Arizona and stay at a great hipster boutique motel downtown, very much attached to the university there. So That's a real cool, cool vibe. Cool. That's cool. It's a high country motor lodge yeah. there. It is indeed. Okay. All right. Your last um, destination is known as one of the most festive cities to visit this time of year, right? I, I'm going to take you to Annapolis okay. in Maryland because it has an extraordinary light parade Mm. in uh, the local state park. You've got a two-mile scenic drive of incredible neon and and bright-colored sculptures. There is obviously a Maryland blue crab, but there are a few other things. There's the North Pole, there's a giant teddy bear. And if you can get there this weekend, there is a flotilla of lighted ships that emerge from nowhere and cover the water in sort of sparkly boats. Beautiful. They did that this weekend, this past weekend in Washington. They're doing it this weekend. Stay at some amazing historic hotels downtown. There's a, there's, stay two nights, get a third one free. Real bargain. Mark, thank you so much. We need you very much. We always need Mark. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Hey, you might want to be thinking about eating healthy this holiday season, and you don't have to be a Grinch to do it. Joy Bauer is going to show us some fun holiday hacks 
in Superfood Friday as the third hour rolls on. back with a holiday edition of Superfood Friday. So Hanukkah started last night and we're also, of course, counting down to Christmas and all those holiday parties. So we brought in the expert today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bowers here to share some healthy holiday hacks. You can have fun, but you don't have to be like a complete, Crazy. complete glutton. No, about. not at all. And I think you guys are really going to love these ideas. Okay. And we have fantastic questions from viewers. Let's get to the question. This first one's from Elena. Ooh, that's a nice little graphic down the wall, too. <laughs> Elena says, I'm hosting my first holiday party. It will be a mix of friends and family. What are some healthy, festive appetizers I can serve? Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Elena is going to crush this party. So I have two apps that are super simple to make, but also bring the wow factor when it comes to the visual. So the first is my hummus wreath. Mm. So basically what you do is you get your favorite hummus. It could be store-bought or it could be um, a homemade. And you're going to spread it out in a large circle, either on a cutting board or a big platter like I have here. Pack it with herbs. Anything goes ornamental uh, cherry tomatoes, and then that's crumbled feta. And then you surround it with delicious vegetable dippers and whole grain crackers, even chips if you want. But it's healthy, and it has a lot of pizzazz. That's really cute. The second is a caprese candy cane. So this basically creates a candy cane out of all of the combination, the creamy mozzarella, the tomatoes. You're going to sprinkle aromatic basil over the top. Mm. And then you can either serve the balsamic vinaigrette on the side like I have here, mm-hmm. or right before putting it out on your platter, mm-hmm. you could drizzle it right over. And balsamic glaze works really well. Oh, nice. Too. Yeah. Well, this, this next one's from Darcy from New Jersey. She said, uh, Christmas is all about cookies and cakes in our house, but this year I'm keen on getting my grandkids involved in making something healthy, too. Any ideas for a fun kid-friendly food activity. I love this question because I love holiday snack activities. Mm, okay. So this is going to bring a lot of giggles. I have something I'm calling my Grinch sticks. Oh. And so what you do is you take a green grape. That's going to be your Grinch's head. Uh-huh. And you're going to skewer it on a toothpick. And then you're going to create your hat. So there's the Grinch head. And the hat is a banana slice, a strawberry, and a little mini marshmallow. Oh, you repeat, repeat, repeat. And you have a lineup yeah. of oh, yummy cute. Grinch sticks. Isn't that's that so really cute? cute? You're a healthy one, Mr. <laughs> right. Grinch. Grinch sticks. That's so the next that's is my banana people, and this is inspired by Frosty the Snowman. So you take a banana and you slice it up, and now you, you need a larger skewer for this one, but you decorate the Aww. snowman with mini chocolate chips and a raspberry oh, hat. That's really cute. Yeah, so like really fun, but they're nutritious and delicious. What's the nose there? It's either a little, it's a tiny carrot or bell pepper because you want orange for the nose. Ah, (laughs) That's great. Okay, for um, this next question, for anyone hosting a Hanukkah party uh, and want to serve something unique, ideally an entree or dessert I can make in advance, do you have any ideas? That was Lauren from Fort Lauderdale. So do it yourself Gelt, chocolate gelt, is the perfect make-ahead. And I just nailed this earlier this week. I put it on Instagram, and I have a big stash in my fridge for a party that I'm taking this weekend. You take melty chocolate, a little teaspoon on top of parchment paper lined Mm. on a baking sheet, and then you decorate it. I'm I'm going the nutritious route, so I have here pomegranate seeds Mm. and chopped pistachios, 
and you put it in the freezer or the oh, fridge just oh. for like 15 minutes mm-hmm. and the chocolate is going to freeze uh-huh. and then I just keep it in the fridge until you're ready to serve. For and folks I, who don't know what gelt is. Yeah, what is so that? gelt in Yiddish means ke- coins, money. Oh. And so during Hanukkah, what we do is a big tradition is to have these gold, gold foiled coins. coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we collect them and you play with them. So this is a way that you don't have That's to even really peel cute. them. Yeah. And they're little coins and they have a little bit of nutrition on so top. So creative. All right. So finally, we have a question from one of our staffers, one of my favorite people, Veronica. Aww. Her questions, uh, she says she's curious about staying healthy amidst all the holiday goodies. What would you say? Okay. First off, like part of the fun of the holidays is the delicious indulgent food. So nobody should deprive themselves, Mm -hmm. but you can be selective. So when you go to parties, follow my rule of one. And that means enjoy one of each deliciously looking hors Mm d'oeuvre, fill one plate of food with whatever you want, Mm -hmm. sip one alcoholic beverage and enjoy one dessert. That is so simple. But if you can't decide between two desserts, has about a sliver of two. Ah, okay. Rule of one. I love that. One. That's like good. That. And you still get to partake. Absolutely. But you don't know no enjoy it. Like that. Can't yeah. miss that good. Those are, those are great. Good. By the way, for more on these holiday hacks and recipes and some more as well, you can go to our website today.com slash food. Third hour of today, right back after this. Those were good, Joy. Monday on the third hour of today, actor Rosamund Pike is live in Studio 1A. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Eric Stone Street with a, a look at the new season of the Santa Clauses. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a everybody. great weekend, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.